Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Welcome back. Chris Gordy Show. Sports 1280 New Orleans. Zion Mania is here. It is draft day. We're getting back into uh, some NBA draft talk here in a little bit. Hear a little bit more from Zion, but want to switch gears a little bit and talk some LSU recruiting because it has been a tremendous week for Coach O and his staff. And join us now is our buddy Jimmy Smith from TigerDetails.com to talk all things recruiting. Uh, Jimmy, I, I know you're a New Orleans guy. you got to be excited for uh, the big night for the Pelicans tonight, right? I'm all in. I'm going to be honest. I'm all in. I've already called the sales team. I'm looking at different packages. And, and if things fall right in place, I think, uh, you know, this, this this franchise could turn it around overnight. I really do. Yeah, you got to plan your recruiting trips around uh, home games to go see Zion now. Because, I mean, it's just, he, it, it you know, the ringer.com I was just talking about has an incredible article this morning about what he could bring to the city of New Orleans and really, you know, adapt to the culture a little bit more than than what Anthony Davis did. And, I mean, it really is, I mean, the, the arrow is pointing upward for this franchise in the organization, and it's it's so awesome to see because, look, T, they had a down year last year. Normally organizations don't turn things around this quickly, but it's a credit to what David Griffin is, and his staff have done so far. Yeah, and I would equate it to what we saw when Sean Payton drafted Reggie Bush and brought in Drew Brees. You know, we all thought this could be the, the beginning of, of something great, and it was. And, and I think we could see similar results with the, with the moves that David Griffin's made and, and the drafting of Zion Williamson. And, and I know you know, and we both know, and we're both assuming there's a lot more action about to happen in that front office. So uh, <laughs> this team should be, should, should be pretty good next year and in, in years to come. Yeah, I want to get into some recruiting talk with you, Jimmy, because, I mean, it has just uh-huh. been a, it's been a fantastic, just really like month. I mean, I think, what, six, seven guys in the past month that, that Coach O has put into this 2020 recruiting class. So I want to rewind to uh, last time we talked that weekend. I think they just picked up Major Burns, and that weekend mm-hmm. they were having visits with Jordan Tolles and Allie Gay. And sure enough, both those guys end up committing. Just a quick thought on uh, how big of a signing Tolls is out of the Baltimore area, and then Ali Gay, uh, the JUCO guy that you were very high on. Yeah, I think you know Gay has a lot of upside. Um, he has a junior college prospect, a little bit of a uh, of a project of sorts, but uh, he's six six, two hundred and eighty pounds, really athletic. And when you look at him, I mean, you couldn't you couldn't sculpt a better looking athlete. I mean, he just really looks the part. And, and uh, I thought that was a huge pickup for them. And Jordan Tolls. I think this is a perfect fit for Dave Aranda's defense. We've seen in the last couple of years, uh, David Aranda's been playing uh, his safeties around a lot, line of scrimmage a lot, involved in blitz, blitz packages. We saw Jacoby Stevens really step up last year. who's basically uh, almost a hybrid linebacker safety type, and I think Tolls could be of the same breed. He's 6'3", 210 pounds right now, and probably end up 220, 225 in college. Really athletic, can play that center fielder, uh, but you really want him around the line of scrimmage and involved in these blitz packages, and that's just going to be one more toy for Dave Aranda uh, to be able to play with for the next few years. And 
he's a fantastic prospect. I think for what Dave Aranda does, I don't know if there's a better fit in the country at that position. So two big pickups for the Tigers as they kind of started. That was the beginning of this momentum swing that you're referring to. So a couple days ago, uh, local kid out of uh, Marrero, Patrick Jenkins, just a three-star uh, according to most of the rankings, but a lot of people think now that he's committed to LSU that he may get a bump up and maybe a four-star when it's all said and done. Uh, what do we like about uh, Patrick Jenkins? Elite first-step quickness. Um, one of the issues LSU's had on its defensive line in recent years is they haven't been very disruptive. You know, you have stout guys that can hold the point attack, but you don't have a lot of guys shooting gaps, creating plays in the backfield, and, and that's exactly what Jenkins brings to the table. Um, you know, I, I think a perfect uh, comparison for him, and of course this guy accomplished a lot in his career, and Patrick Jenkins still has a long way to go, but when you look at frame, athleticism, quickness, reminds me a lot of a Drake Nevis. He's got that type of quickness off the ball, and I think he's going to be a huge asset for this defense moving forward. I know he's only a three-star, and some people question his size. He's only six one and a half, maybe 6'2", 280 pounds. Might not be ideal for a 3-4, but I, I know Dave Aranda and Ed Orgeron, they're pretty creative in their defensive packages, so I imagine they're going to find ways to get this kid on the field and let him do what he does, which is basically uh, disrupt offenses by living in the backfield. Anytime you can go into the, into the state of Alabama and get a big-time recruit, it's always a win for me. Uh, big defensive tackle out of Trustville, Alabama, Eric Taylor, four-star uh, recruit. What are they getting in Eric Taylor? Another really athletic defensive lineman. That was the goal coming into this recruiting cycle is getting more athletic up front. You know, they have great uh, athletes on the back seven of this defense. They don't have many explosive guys up front. Eric Taylor's a little raw. Plays a little high at times, might not use his hands uh, the way he needs to in the college level, but just the size, athleticism combo that he presents. I mean, it was a must-take for LSU, who's really trying to become more disruptive. And there was a lot of talk of, well, are the in-state schools in Alabama even recruiting them? They were. They just knew they were trailing LSU, and so they didn't want it to be public. I can assure you Alabama was pushing for Eric Taylor, even trying to stop him from going on his official visit to LSU, which they thought may lead to a commitment, which it did. So anytime you can go into Alabama's backyard and steal a defensive lineman they like, uh, that's a huge win for LSU, and it's been quite a while since we've seen something like that transpire. My buddies uh, T. Bob Aber and Jordy Collado on the on the radio in Baton Rouge yesterday morning, they were uh, – uh, having on a couple of these recruits, and one of them, Jalen Lee, was a kid who uh, just visited LSU, had a camp at LSU, and performed well, and lo and behold, in the middle of the interview, he reveals to them that, oh yeah, by the way, I committed to LSU last night. Uh, Jalen Lee, big four-star recruit out of uh, Watson, uh, Live Oak, who, by the way, I used to do play-by-play for Live Oak, uh, former voice of the Eagles there, but uh, what are they getting in Jalen Lee? Again, just another big-body kid on the defensive line. Yeah, I think, you know, when, when we project these kids, we're looking long-term, uh, what kind of college impact can they have and beyond in the NFL. And I, when you look at Taylor, Jenkins, and Lee, I think all three are destined for the NFL. But if anyone has first-round potential, it's probably Jalen Lee. He's, he's really big, really long, 6'4", 300 pounds, really explosive. Um, when you see him come off the ball, you'll hear coaches often see that knockback effect. When they come off the ball, they knock offensive lineman back into the backfield. And that's what Jalen Lee does. And his arms are so long, when he extends, they can't even get their hands to his body. So he's, he's a guy that I think could have a, an all-conference type career, maybe even all-American type career at LSU. I think he's, he has a ton of upside. 
he isn't ranked as high as some of the other prospects in the state, and I honestly just think people are missing the boat on him. Uh, I think this kid's phenomenal. He's one of the best defensive linemen uh, Louisiana's produced in my eight years covering this state. And uh, I think he's going to have an early impact in his career and become a force on that defensive front moving forward. And he's versatile. He could play nose. He could play some end in this front. Uh, I, I think he's a guy that can move around and, and, and really get a lot of, out of him moving forward. So they've done a lot to, to, to shore up that defensive line front just in the past four days. And I, and I know Ed Orsron and his staff are super excited about it, talking to some of those guys, even the other position coaches. Uh, they know if LSU wants to get back to the national championship hunt, that's where they need to win. And they're all really excited about what Ed Orgeron and Dennis Johnson and his staff are doing on that defensive front. So that's three defensive tackle commits this week. We know they already had Jordan Berry in there. Where does that put them in terms of the two big guys in the state that they still want to add in Jaquel and Roy and Jacoby and Guillory? Does this ch- change things for them, or where are we on those two guys? Yeah, I think they're in a really good position with Jaquelin Roy, who uh, is probably the best top overall prospect in the state, really athletic, very similar to Lee in some ways, maybe not quite as strong, more of a finesse-type player, but he's really athletic, really disruptive. I think LSU's a firm leader for him. He decommitted um, and visited a bunch of schools, but none of the schools were ever to really cement themselves as his leader. And so he's been living on LSU's campus the last couple of weeks. It seems like he's up there every day. I was told he was up there 10 hours yesterday uh, just to kind of show you how much time he's spending around uh, that campus. And I, and I think ultimately he ends up uh, in the class. Jacoby Guillory's a little more interesting. I thought he was a lock for LSU for quite some time. Uh, Alabama's made a push of late to make things interesting. Um, he was considering committing le- uh, next month. He seems to be thinking about pushing that back to possibly December or January. Um, which could make things even more interesting. But, uh, you know, if these guys went in the class, LSU's going to make room. And, uh, you know, they took commitments from some of these guys uh, almost as backup plans, secure the the backup plans in case things don't work out. Um, if a guy like Jaquelin Roy and Jacoby and Guillory went in this class, it's probably going to mean a couple others are going to be forced out one way or the other as they try to build the best defensive line unit they can put together in this cycle. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, with four defensive tackles already in this class, if they add Jacob uh, uh, Guillory or, uh, you know, if they add either of these kids, like, it's going to be a lot. I mean, can you see them signing five D tackles in this class? It just feels like, you know, attrition, somebody's going to say, ah, well, maybe I'm better off going elsewhere. Yeah, I think they, they can simply because of the system they run. Rashard Lawrence was a defensive tackle coming out of high school. He spent most of his career defensive end. You could say the same for Glenn Logan out of Destrehan, uh, recruited as a defensive tackle, has spent his entirety of his career at LSU at defensive end. Um, so basically in this three-man front, you're, you're putting three defensive tackle types on the field at all times. And defensive tackle, the defensive line position in general, is one that, that often sees a lot of rotation, probably more, than, uh, more rotation than any other position group on the field as they try to keep those guys fresh. Um, so I, I think there's definitely room for all five. I know they need it. They're very thin on the defensive front, especially moving forward. They're going to lose Fajoko this year. They're going to lose Rashard Lawrence. Um, if Tyler Sheldon has a disruptive year, um, I think there's a good chance he could vault early for the NFL. So they need to get some fresh young bodies in there. Uh, and, and I don't think they're going to have an issue selling these kids on playing time because of how thin the depth chart is uh, with, with current guys on the roster. At running back, I know they brought in, you know, John Emery and Tyrion Davis Price last season, and, and obviously both those guys 
you feel pretty good about them long term. But I can't remember in recent history LSU being this, you know, at least have this many guys in a recruiting class and not have a running back in the class. There are some big names at the top of that list, and one of them I saw has been pretty active on Twitter lately. In fact, he even tweeted an emoji yesterday when uh, Coach O tweeted, hold that tiger. He tweeted a little tiger emoji with Zach Evans, the big-time running back out of the Houston area. I know they've uh, they've talked with Kendall Milton, among others. Where are they with running backs as far as LSU's class goes? Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you, Chris. When I see kids doing that kind of stuff on Twitter, that's a red flag for me. <laughs> um, just like when I hear, oh, it's my dream school that offered. These kids like to hold things really close to their vest. Right. And they also love the attention from fan bases. So when you have a kid like Zach Evans, who hasn't really opened up too much about where his recruitment lies, what teams he's really looking at, and then all of a sudden he's all over Twitter pumping up LSU, um, I'm sure there's some excitement there after our recent visit. I'm sure LSU's pretty high on his list. I just would find it hard to believe that they would be his leader with him acting the way he's acting publicly in these forums. So that, that would be a concern for me if I was LSU. Uh, Kendall Milton, I feel, is an Alabama, I mean, is a Georgia lean at this moment. And I think Zachary Evans is an Alabama lean at this moment. So if both of those kids committed, I think you're going to see them turn all their focus on Warren Easton's the shot, Johnson. Uh, really dynamic running back, has been very productive for Warren Easton in recent years, a four-star prospect on all the sites. Um, you know, certainly worthy of being in any LSU recruiting class. And they're recruiting him diligently, but if they were to miss on Milton and Zachary Evans at that point, they're all in on a shot, Johnson, and I think they'll be able to, to secure that commitment in due time. So uh, they're in a pretty good position. I don't think it's a huge position of need, but you definitely need another guy. Um, there isn't a ton of depth there. We're used to seeing LSU with three or four high-caliber running backs. They have three right now with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and two true freshmen that have a lot of potential but haven't proved it yet on the field. So uh, I do think it's important to get one guy in the class, but I don't know if it's a huge need at this point. All right, so as they stand, Jimmy, 20 commits. I mean, it's it's crazy to think we're on June 20th and they already got 20 kids in the class, but thus is the – you know how how much they've ramped up recruiting, and with the early signing period, I mean, it feels like most schools now want to basically have their class set come December, as opposed to waiting for for guys in February to make a decision. But uh, where, who else are they talking to right now? I mean, obviously, still several spots to fill out. We talked about uh, the, the defensive tackles and some of the running backs. What other guys do they have their eye on right now? Yeah, you know, they're, even though they still um, are digging deep on the two in-state D-line and they don't have much room there, they're still looking at some other guys. Prince Lee, uh, Lee Ugamalele, if I said that right, from Texas, uh, is a guy that they plan on having on campus very soon. He's being recruited heavily by a lot of programs. Vernon Broughton, another guy from Texas, they're recruiting heavily. They're still hoping to get another receiver in this class. They already have three commitments from three really high-profile guys, um, but they, they, they're fairly thin at that position, too, and a lot of guys are going to be moving on. Uh, Dean Anderson's going to be graduating. Derek Dillon's going to be graduating. There's a chance Justin Jefferson can move on. They've moved Manny Netherly from receiver to cornerback, so that's a position they really want to get four quality guys, and they're digging deep on Rumble's Coy Moore. Um, you know, he was there on Monday, spent a lot of time with the staff, had a really good visit. I think LSU is the leader at this point, um, but Coy sees that four wide receiver class as being kind of a big haul, and so he has some questions about where he might fit in that group, but uh, that's another position. Tight end's another position. They seem to keep striking out at tight end, um, so it wouldn't surprise me here if soon they turn their attention to the junior college ranks. 
Um, they kind of got in late on some of these premier prospects at the tight end position, but it is a position of need for them moving forward, so I think they're going to dig deep and try to find the right fit um, there. They need another offensive tackle. I would, I would think maybe Marcus Dumerville, who's actually the teammate of Marlon Martinez at St. Thomas Aquinas, their other offensive tackle commitment. So I could, uh, I could see Marcus Dumerville calling the Tigers here in the next month or two. And, and given his pledge, he recently visited Tennessee. I think they were one of the bigger threats. I don't think they're the leader, though. I think LSU's right up there uh, and has a shot to pull that one off. Um, so there's still a lot of guys out there. They still want another defensive back. Marco Domeo, uh, junior college, versatile defensive back, played some corner, played some safety. Um, he gave a verbal pledge to the staff. It's kind of like 30, 40 people, but it's yet to go public. So uh, he's taken a couple visits since then, uh, probably just to, to make sure that's where he wants to be. And I think it's just a matter of time before he goes public with his commitment, adding to that defensive backhaul. So there's still some needs out there. There's 20 commitments. I highly doubt all 20 of those commitments end up signing with LSU. I think they're still going to juggle some things and try to fit in the right guys when all is said and done. Yeah, this class is just so impressive, Jimmy. I mean, just looking at what they have and potentially what it could be, right? I mean, what else they could add to this class. But, you know, I'm looking on on all the sites, and including rivals. I mean, it is basically it is Clemson, LSU, and Alabama, and then everybody else so far behind them. I mean, it's almost like the draft tonight is a big three, and then there's a big drop-off. Like, it almost feels like that with this recruiting. Like, LSU's putting together one of the most historic classes ever, and you know, so is Clemson, so is Alabama, seemingly. Yeah, and, and that's, that's kind of where they've been missing in recent years is there's always a, a couple teams that kind of seem to separate themselves. When Urban Meyer was rolling at Ohio State, it was Alabama and Ohio State and then everyone else. And then now Clemson's starting to really pick up their recruiting in recent years, and now it's been Clemson and Alabama and everybody else. Kirby Smart, when he got it to Georgia, he put a, a heck of a class together, and it was – it was those three and everyone else. Now LSU has has you know supplanted some of these programs, and now have become that elite recruiting program like in Alabama or Clemson, and and you know all the teams I just mentioned. Those are all teams that have been fighting for national championships in recent years, and so that's really what it takes, and that's kind of where they've been missing the boat. You know, they've had a number five recruiting class, they've had a number nine recruiting class. Um, there is kind of a big difference between number eight, number seven, number six, number five, and number one. The number one guys are loaded with premier prospects, and that's kind of where LSU's at right now. They're nip and tuck with Alabama for that number two spot in our recruiting rankings. Clemson's putting together a class. I don't know if anybody's going to really be able to catch this cycle. Uh, their class is phenomenal, but uh, LSU's definitely uh, closing the gap, if you will, as far as uh, talents, talent disparity, uh, discrepancies uh, you know, with Alabama and Clemson and the elite programs across the country. Well, it's good to see. I mean, at least you, you're right there in the conversation with the two schools that seem to play for the championship every single year. So you're right. a good company there if you're, if you're LSU. Jimmy Smith, TigerDetails.com. Encourage all you guys, if you're not already a member, go sign up. Uh, you know, it's a couple bucks a month that it comes out to for a full year of access to one of the best uh, recruiting message boards and recruiting content out there. And Jimmy does it better than anybody. Uh, Jimmy, always good to catch up with you, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot, man. TigerDetails.com, Jimmy Smith, uh, at Jimmy Detail on Twitter. Always uh, good to talk with him. I, I, it's funny. I told Jimmy, I was like, hey, man, could you come on? I was like, I didn't plan on having you on like every week, but you know, this is kind of how it's been going with LSU, the way they've been recruiting. It's like, all right, let's get Jimmy on. Let's talk about some of these recruits because uh, it's it's insane that how 
active Coach O has been, picking up all these recruits in May and June. Like, typically these these kids are, and you wait till at least the season and, and you start to hear them, and then, you know, the early signing period in December, and then, you know, a couple hold off for February. Well, your whole, basically your whole recruiting class, or at least 95% of it, will seemingly be taken care of by December. That's that's huge. It's Chris Gordy Show, Sports 1280. Quick break here. We come back. We'll get back into Zion and NBA draft. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.